Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. What's going on, everybody? Today is Thursday, year three. We know what show it is. It's show 10. We're way behind where we should be. But hey, but we got it going. We're on last week. We're on this week. Look at that. But hey, look, we got a pretty good show today. We got, we got NI coming in shortly. We have on top for today. Hey, look, do, do women like being called pet names? And what I mean by pet names is the sweeties, the sweethearts. I love, or, you know, whatever else name you have. And relationship statuses, you know, if somebody steps out and there's debt involved, who's responsible for that debt? You know, well, Supreme Court rulings, I think last week, pretty much, we had um, the, we had the, what do you call it? We had the Supreme Court rule against the LGBT, LGBTQ community in reference to a business that didn't want to service them. Is that good? Is that bad? And hey, and the other one, student loan forgiveness. Let me know what you think. We'll be right back. Un saludo para Speaking Ria, M. García de la Vira Pana, no estoy a poda porría. Yo como quiera le meto, sigo improvisando en esto pana, no creo en falta de respeto, yo me fui, pero vuelvo para atrás. Yo sigo improvisando y te la tiro por detrás, como a ciento, ciento millas. Tú sabes, mi chamaco, no me diga que me voy a poner pesado, como se puso tu día, oíste, improvisando de vera. Si tú quieres un poca, mira Speaking Ria de vera. Ey, Speaking Ria poca. Look at that. Look who just showed up. What's hello, up, Anna? Hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. Hey, um, we're back on. That's two weeks straight. I'm happy mm -hmm. about that. We're good. You know, um, how was your 4th of July? Stressful. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, spent it at the hospital with my mom, so 
Yeah, it happens. Yep. It happens. Of people getting old, you know. Yeah, no, we uh, we barbecued. We just chilled out, relaxed. Oh, nice. Park. Yeah, we saw some fireworks. Nothing compared to what we saw last year, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, every year it can be the same, so no big thing. But outside of that, we're, we're going. We keep on kicking it. You know, Renee's on. I don't hey, know Renee. I, I I have to fix his account with that because with that, he always has an issue, you know. But, um, but yeah, but everything's good. I mean, on tap today, you know what? I want to get straight up with it. Oh, by, by the way, real quick, guys. If you listen to me on Facebook, if you listen on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, wherever you listen to, do me a favor. Share the show with your friends, with your enemies, with your feminists, with whoever you feel the need that should listen to speaking with you. All right. We were part of the CMG network, Silvercrest Media. We have over 40 different types of podcasts, ranging from sports, politics. You know, we're all over the place. Murder Mysteries, you name it, we're there. You know, so come come check us out and share our show. So jump on the wagon here. Women pet names. All right. I was in the car the other day and I'm listening to them, right? And I'm listening to the radio station and they kind of started talking about this. And I was like, hmm, wonder how this will come out. You know, and they, they talk, sweetheart, my love, and this and that and the other. So my thing is, is that do women really like having pet names? Do they like being called pet names? And I don't mean from, let's say, you know, with my girlfriend, you know, where I'm like, hey, honey, hey, baby, hey, sweetie. No, I'm talking about a straight up person that you're just having a straight up conversation with. You're like, hey, sweetie, can you get me this? Or, hey, sweetie, how are you? I'm just not of the other. Do they really like that? Uh, for me, personally, being Hispanic and us using terms of endearment to people i think i think it's okay i don't get offended by it but i don't know i mean from people that you don't know yeah i have people hey sugar hey honey i don't have any hey babies that baby's only for julio you know what i mean of course but sweetie I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, I, I'm used to it. Mi amor. I mean, that's a term that's used by a lot of Hispanic people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're my love. You know what I mean? For sure. And then people from the South. Yeah, see, people in the South use a honey a lot or when i'm destroying that she really <laughs> <laughs> oh, here kill them with kindness. kindness type thing huh but you can kill them yeah. with kindness and say bad words too watch i'll show you hey fucker how you doing now nah, i don't know man i i have i mean i don't care i mean because i say it i mean i know there's some people that just don't like it and I'll tell you I had it happen to me once where I was working and 
And I'm just talking to this lady. I, I never met her before in my life. I was at work and, and she was a customer. I was like, sweetie, you know, this is, you know, I, I used the word sweetie and she got so insulted. Like completely. Really? Yes. Very insulted. People in the South say, bless your heart. And that is basically calling someone an idiot. Exactly. Bless your yeah. heart. Bless your heart, child. You, you idiot child, you. That's your heart. You're so smart. Your mama must have dropped you on your head. So, yeah, so this lady just kind of went off. Went off it. Well, get this. I had a patient that was from up north, and she asked me a question, and I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's not a term. I mean, that's out of respect. That's how being from Texas, raised just the way I was raised, period. Mm -hmm. This woman got so mad at me, turned around and said, I'm not an old woman. Don't call me ma'am. Well, I said, I'm sorry if I offended you, but I was raised saying, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I did not mean it in any disrespect whatsoever. Um, I could kind of get that one. I, um, or like when I'm caught, sir, and this comes from a military thing. No, sir. Hi, Renee. Saludos, Ayana. Oh, okay, Renee, we're talking about pet names. When you call somebody, a woman by her pet name, by a pet name, like, Muñeca, whatever, darling. So I I lost my frame of thought without saying. I when they destroyed me. What was I saying? What um, was I? You were saying something about. Oh yeah, oh, no, I spoke about the lady, mm -hmm. the pet names, and she just oh sir, there we go. So the when sir. I have people when I have people call me sir. I just turned around and I said, don't call me, sir. I work for a living. Okay. And that's more of a military thing. You know, because in the military, your sirs are your, your captains and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, they're, they're your upper brass. Like, watch, if you ask Christian, he'll be able to tell you. And, and you but he's still, he's still, but he still tells me like, yes, ma'am. Right. No, which is fine because you know what? That's what the military shows. Mm -hmm. All right, but when like uh, any other person comes and calls me sir, I'm like, no, I work for a living. Don't call me sir. But that's just one of those me things, just screwing around in the shit. Mm, you know? Yeah, because no Christians always said yes sir, no sir, like that, because that's the way I was raised. Which is perfect. It's not bad. Yeah. But the pet names, you know, the sweetie, my love, darling, you know, I don't know. I don't. I I don't I don't mind. I mean. Our t my my tax person's been our tax guy for I want to say 10 15 years and well probably 10 years or a little bit longer anyways he hey love how you doing but I know you know what I mean he knows Julio mm -hmm. respects both of us and like it's not out of disrespect like you can kind of tell when somebody's calling you out of disrespect you know what I mean like back in yeah. the days, like back in the days when you're walking down the street and some guy's yelling from, from the, I mommy, get them in the culo. Uh, no, that's not the type you want. 
that's right. not a term of endearment. You know what I mean? That's in a disrespectful yeah. way. Yeah, for sure. I think I think we're going to agree on that one. So let's come here. Who should keep the debt after a breakup? But now, actually, yeah, let's just start with this, and then we'll go on to the second part of this. If you're with somebody, you guys have acquired debt together, right? Right. Logically, when you guys split up, you should both take the debt, correct? Correct. Okay, well, no matter what it is, you know, if it's 5000 you split it in half, 10000 you split that in half, correct? Right, from both sides. From both sides, okay. Because a so, lot of people might say, well, it should only be debt that was acquired together. Um, I think majority of the time, and I'm talking about debt acquired together. Okay. I'm not, you okay. Know, I'm not talking about debt that's acquired prior to. Because prior okay. to, you know what? That's just like a marriage. All right. In 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 a, in a marriage, at least in the state of Florida, in a marriage, whatever you bring into the marriage, you take with you. If it if it doesn't work out, right? You know, the other person cannot claim that. Okay, so in this case, we're talking about debt that's acquired together. All right. Not unless, right, not unless it specifies in the divorce decree that they will pay everything and the judge approves it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm, that's, that's just going way out there. I'm not even talking about that. That's okay, but I, if it's debt that's acquired together, I think the responsible thing to do is to split that debt between each other. That's a responsible thing to do. Right. So my question here is this. Let's say that the guy steps out of the relationship. Okay. Goes to someone else. Messes around. Lady finds out. She's like, peace out. I'm out. Should she still pay the debt? If she acquired the debt, then yes, she should. Okay, so why? Okay, so he is the one that fucked up. I would just leave him. You know what I mean? Why go through all the BS when it's easy? Obviously, he doesn't want to be with her because he stepped out and was with mm -hmm. somebody else. Give me what's mine. Let's divorce, you know, half and half, everything. And that's it. You live your life, I'll live my life. But that doesn't mean I have to destroy you financially and you don't have to destroy me financially okay but what happens is she feels like now nah, you know what he stepped out of the relationship why should... he, he he ended it he ruined the relationship so why should she pay anything because it's still her debt so what you ended it you but you ended and... it you stepped out why should why should i now have to start paying debt because you ended this wonderful relationship that I thought we had. Why? That Why? you thought we I, had. Because it's it's still your debt. That's fine, but you ended it. It doesn't matter. It's still it's still under it's both of them accumulated that debt together. It's irrelevant. What caused the rupture? If the debt was acquired while together, the correct thing to do is to split the debt. Thank and you, Elizabeth. And and you gotta love this other comment. Why do you sound like you're speaking from a personal experience? No, I'm not speaking from personal experience. 
because I take care of my debt. So no, it's not personal experience. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I yeah, I'm 100% with Elizabeth. I think it should be split up equally. That's I just agree. like that's just like why a woman's bitter because the man didn't marry her and she got knocked up. Why hide that kid, keep that kid away from him? Just because you're not a good partner doesn't mean you're not a good father. You know what I mean? So your debt's basically your child. And just because they're not a good partner, well, you still got to take care of your debt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Previous administration. Thanks, Elizabeth. Very kind. But so, let's see. So let's do this. Businesses. Do they have the right to refuse service to anybody or a specific group? I think it's discrimination, in my opinion. Okay. I don't. Well, I mean, not unless it specifies is, and you put out there what you specifically are. You know what I mean? All right, so what's the basis of this conversation here, right? Supreme Court ruling, I believe it was actually on July 1st it happened. July 1st, Supreme Court, they made a ruling, it was a 63 decision, okay, for this company that's out in Colorado, that the lady owns a website and she doesn't want to service a gay couple. You know, because what she makes is a website for the wedding or whatever the other for you know for couples. But she doesn't want to do she doesn't want to do one for 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 gay couples because of her religious beliefs. The Supreme Court ruled that hey, she's right. She doesn't have to. So, Elizabeth, private companies by law have the right to refuse service to whoever they they see fit. Correct, and I I agree with that. Look, I'm all for LGBTQ rights. Okay, but I'm also a firm believer that if I don't want to give you service for whatever reason it is, I'm not going to give you service. It's my business. You want to wrap me out? By all means, wrap me out. You do whatever you have to do. It's my business. I shouldn't have to give anybody service that I don't want to give service to. Go ahead and I'll speak. I think that is totally wrong. That's Why? like saying I'm not going to serve you because you're too dark. I'm not going to serve prerogative. you because you talk too loud. That's your prerogative. You don't have to. It's your company. I mean, I'll, I'll turn around and call you a, a racist pig. And I'll walk out. I won't give you the business. I'll not give it to someone else. Right. You know, we, we we live in a day and age now where, yeah, you know what? You still have your prejudiced people. Okay. You still have these religious people that are narrow-minded. Okay. But it is 
their right as a business owner is their right as a business owner to refuse service to whoever they want. It's my business. I do whatever I want with it. Like speaking of real podcast, it's my show. Okay? I do whatever I want. Actually, it's our show. But I do whatever I want with the show. If I if we don't want to have somebody on it because we we don't like their beliefs, you know what? Get the hell out. You know? If we bring somebody in and they start speaking about God and God is great and God is this and God da da da, look, I'm not for that. This is simple, yo. I don't want to talk about it. You want to talk about it? You you want to know what I do to them? This, goodbye, and they're gone. I take them off. They they want to come in the back end and talk shit about me? By all means, go for it. That's why you live in this country. But then, what about? Okay, so the couple, they're going to tell all their friends. What if they decide to do a march like Black Lives Matter? Let them do a march. Let them do a march. I personally just think that's an unethical reason. It's very unethical. I agree with that. That's my personal opinion. I mean, I... As I can, when I was doing photography in Texas, my very first wedding by myself was a lesbian Wiccan wedding. Mm -hmm. And I opened my doors to so many other people and they were so thankful and grateful. One, they were Wiccan. Two, they were lesbians. Um, But I was the only one that was willing to take their pictures. And they opened my doors to a lot of, not only did I have straight couples, but now I had gay couples as well. Which is fine. Right. And I think that's just me as a business owner. I mean, yeah, I could have said no like everybody else, but I guess I saw it more, one, I'm not offended by it. Um, I think whatever somebody wants to do is their own business. It's not mine. Their sexual preference is none of my business. They hired me for a job. They didn't hire me for my opinions. They wanted a service, and I was able to provide the service that they were looking for. I didn't discriminate them, and I didn't treat them any different as if some straight person came to me and I offered them the same professional respect and services that I was being paid for. Okay, well. So that's, that's fine, my opinion. I, no, no, that's great. But again, I, I, I still think that a business is allowed to do whatever they want. It's their business. As long as they stay within the laws of business practices, mm-hmm. okay, and they have the right to refuse whoever they want. That's well, like, look, yeah. that's no like, shirt, no shoes. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. No shirt, no shoes, no service. Yeah. You know? So the other the other ruling was student loans. Right? The <laughs> Supreme Court came back and said that, hey, you have your student loans, you got to pay them. It no longer falls under the Joe Biden um, Student Loan Forgiveness Act. 
So you got a lot of people that have to pay the loans. Yeah. A lot. And I think that's correct. You know, I think, you know. Are they still giving it to teachers and to doctors and to. What do you mean? Because I know that some teachers, after X amount of years of service, they'll forgive their debt. Oh, I don't know about that. If I'm not mistaken, I believe a lot of the medical field is very similar to that. I wouldn't know about that. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I just no. think they give so many free things to people who, how can I say this in a, in a nice way? People who don't fucking deserve it. (laughs) They give people who welfare, they give people stuff that, that they can go out and work and you know what I mean? That aren't sick, Mm -hmm. that aren't, and they're giving them all these free services. I mean, if you're trying to advance your life to get it, you know, your career to get ahead in life, I don't think that it should I don't think it should cost so much. Yeah, I, I, it, that's something that needs to be figured out because school's expensive. Yes, but you know? that's just like I don't think that actors and I don't think that sports players should be paid millions and trillions of dollars. Why not? Because of their talents. Why don't you freaking pay a doctor or a teacher that's educating somebody? A firefighter. Why do we have volunteer fire departments? They should not have to risk their lives as volunteers. They should be paid for it. Police officers. Police officers are not making any money. All these sports sports people and these, these actors and artists, whatever, mu- musicians, they should donate X amount of money to the police department, to the fire department, to communities, and be required to do that to help kids that really need to learn or police forces where they're risking their freaking lives and working part-time jobs to, oh, I get to go defend so-and-so just because they're a basketball player. They make millions of dollars, but here they're only paying me $400 this night to take a bullet for them. Fuck them. Let them die. Yeah. That that yeah. That's my opinion. Wow. Uh you you got me on that one. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You know. But I'm gonna go off script here a minute. I actually was looking at something. I was looking for one thing. And I saw this, you know, Florida teen sentenced to Latin prison for failing to stab thirteen year old classmate. Right. Um back in twenty twenty one. I'm not even going to say his name because he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't have his name said. But he he stabbed his classmate, which was a 13-year-old girl, a hundred times. Okay. On Friday, he was sentenced to a hundred years in prison. Good for them. You know, my my question here is, he's a child. All right? I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be in prison. Okay. 
because this obviously to me it does not look like one of those accidental things that that could happen a hundred times is not accidental that's, that's malicious that's very malicious so i'm so i'm gonna figure we are on the same page here that he yeah. that he deserves to now my question is this okay should he be sentenced to life okay Uh-oh, I can't hear you. Can't hear you. I can't read lips either. Oh, unmute yourself. Oh, all right. Oh, there I, you go. Yeah, oh, so you muted. my browser there. Okay. We're back. So okay. what I'm saying is my question here is, should he be sentenced to life or should he be sentenced to death row death roll a hundred times is malicious and why are we going to sit here and pay taxes for him to grow old and get three meals a day when he's already proven to be a menace to society if you're 13 years old and you're stabbing somebody a hundred times, you're fucked up in the head. Yeah. So, so, so in this you, case, there's no sense of maybe. You put him in jail for 50 years, 60 there's years. There's no rehabilitation, you think? If no. If he stays not, in it for 20, 25, 30 years? Nope. 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 You don't think so? Nope. You think that once you commit a murder, a murder of any kind, you're you're done? I think when you commit a murder of that degree, it's not an accident. You you had to think about that in order mm -hmm. to do it. I mean, because you can be angry with somebody and get into a fight with them. And you can throw punches and get punches back or whatever. You know what I mean? But when you stab somebody a hundred times, you have, and you're only 13, like your, your brain's already, at the age of 13, did you think about stabbing somebody a hundred times? No, I, I, I've never even thought about that. Not even as an adult, right? No. Not they already, he already has that, that blood on his hands. You know what I mean? He already has the taste of it of oh well i already did it once i you know what if he likes the rush that it gave him to end somebody's life and when he gets out in 25 years he does it to other innocent people okay well this here and i'm telling you i as you're talking i'm reading because i i'm trying to find that you know get the story right so apparently this kid practiced the prosecutor said that blank, blank is his name, and I, I'm not going to repeat, has told witnesses that he intended to stab someone to death in the woods. Additionally, his DNA was found on the body. Yeah, he sees, so he's telling people that he wants to do this. It's like a fantasy, you know what I mean? If it's what if it's like a fetish that he ends up liking and continues to do, then you have innocent people in the future that are going to die. 
For what? You see, and, eat his fetish. And I kind of like this from the judge, right? The judge said this because I've seen I've seen a lot of cases, you know, where kids end up killing somebody and they go to jail and they come out later on as an adult, right? He mm -hmm. goes, the judge said that his behavior was so unusual compared to individuals his age that there is a poor prognosis for rehabilitation. Yep. I agree with that judge. That's one smart judge. Yeah, because yeah. he's bragging about it. And then what else? This was not done out of greed. It was not done in retaliation or retribution or revenge. It was a crime of passion. Oh, wow. Oh, it was yeah. not a crime of passion. I'm sorry. It was not a crime that was committed because he felt rejected by her. It was not done. It was not done in a fit of uncontrollable anger. There was no reason. There was no purpose. He went on. It was done for no other reason than to satisfy the defendant's internal desire to feel what it was like to kill somebody. Exactly. And what wow. if he loved it? He's going to do it again. Wow. I can understand if you're, you've been abused and... You know what I mean? Like if you've been abused and you just can't take anymore and you snap, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you snap, that's a different th story. But th this was all intentional. This, yeah, this is, that's just disgusting. He needs to die. They need to, they need to kill him. I don't think our tax money should have to go to supporting him for a lifetime. Yeah. In jail. I, I agree. Well, yeah. I want to talk about next will be this. ALF hospitals and rehab centers, are they speeding for the elderly and their families? I'm going to tell you my take. And then you could go on your rampage there because I know this is this is your topic. This is this is all enough to stay in and talk because she's kind of going through it, right? So my thing here is when you decide to put your loved one in a rehab, an ALF, you know, a nursing home, whatever it is, okay, it's due to the fact that they need better care than what we could provide at home. Okay? And unfortunately, a lot of these ALFs and rehab centers, they're privately owned. Right? Correct. So... You know, in some of these, you don't have to have all the certifications. You might need one person that needs to be completely certified. So what also happens money-wise, they pay less. They charge a lot and they pay less. Yep. So normally when you have people that are taking care of the elderly, especially elderly that don't have their mind already done, are going to start taking advantage of the situation. Exactly. And I ask my people, you know what, this is all you go for. So, my mother was living in an assistant living facility, which we researched, we loved, um, was not, not a diabetic. Um, prior to going in there, I had got her, well, she was a diabetic, got her off of insulin and medications, 
by her doctor um, after living about two months in the assisted living. All of a sudden, just because her her score was 167, one day they decided, oh, she's diabetic again. But come to find out, Francis is eating three desserts a day. Anyone who was a prior diabetic that eats three desserts a day, their sugar is going to go up. She wasn't eating enough proteins. She was eating a lot of carbs on top of that. So long story short, she um, they wanted to give her medication. I said no, because it can be controlled by diet. If I was able to do it with diet and exercise, it can be done again. Um, they were, we were monitoring her while we went on vacation to go see my son uh, where he's stationed and we're only there two or three days. We get a call. My mom falls, breaks her hip. Take her to, they take her to the emergency room. Mind you, they operated on the hip but never really mentioned anything about the closed fracture that she had in her skull. Okay, so for all we know, it could be bleeding, it could be whatever, um, but I read it when I got the medical records. So upon right. arriving to this hospital where they gave her, did the hip surgery, they decided because she's dark complected and couldn't speak very much, that she must be only speak Spanish. So now they hired an interpreter that my mom's insurance has to pay because English is her primary language, which I repeatedly told them, and they were using an interpreter. They gave her nothing but carbohydrates and her sugar spiked up. Well, now she's diabetic again. So they were giving her metformin, diabetes medicine. Now she's having explosive diarrhea. Well, then they're giving her stuff to stop the diarrhea, but giving her Docalax to help her go to the bathroom. Okay, so they're adding all of these things after I told them she's allergic to metformin. So then let's go. She's at the hospital for a month. They're baby feeding her. Uh, they're not letting her eat alone. All of a sudden, because she coughs when she eats one time, now she's a choke victim. She does have trouble swallowing thin liquids like water because they're too thin. She does have to drink liquids that are a little bit thicker. I'm okay with that. But she does not need to be spoon-fed like a baby. Mm -hmm. And she does not need pureed food. Okay, so then she gets transferred over to the rehab center after about a month from the hospital. While she's there, again, they put Spanish only. No, she's not Spanish only. You're not going to pay for an interpreter. They have her on diabetes medicine again and insulin. They have her on pureed foods. And because... They don't take her to the bathroom on time. Now she's a fall risk. Okay. They weren't giving her the therapy that she needed to walk. 
She was there about two weeks. On the discharge papers, they quit giving her the diabetes medicine. They sent her home with only one prescription of the uh, insulin and claimed that she was still a choke risk, said that she could walk 75 feet to 100 feet. She can't even get up by herself. They said she couldn't eat solid foods. We snuck in a hamburger because the poor woman was starving. And she didn't choke at all. Since she's been home on Friday, she's had steak. She's had potatoes. She's had asparagus. She's had salad. She's had salmon. She's had a hamburger and fries. And guess what? She hadn't choked. That's awesome. And when I talked to um, the director and the PA at the, uh, at the rehab center, they said that Medicare, Medicare does not cover people that have diabetic needs. But they'll pay for the insulin and they'll pay for the diabetes medicine. Well, they wouldn't have that if you gave them more protein. Right. If she were walking the way that she should have been, she would be able to walk right now if they were giving her the rehab that she needed. But no, when I would show up, she would be in a wheelchair, either sitting in the hall or sitting by the nurses at the nurse's station. How in the hell is she walking and getting the therapy that she needs? So come 4th of July, she can't use her legs, falls out of the bed, falls flat on her face. Go to the emergency room. Tell them she just had surgery on the right leg, but the left leg is bothering her. Well, what do they do? They take an x-ray of the right leg and say she's okay. But it took a nurse. It took two people to stand her up. It took two people to put her in the car, to take her out of the car. And she couldn't even walk into the house. How are you going to release somebody like that? No, you should not be releasing anybody like that. Now it makes me wonder, did she really need the hip surgery in the first place? Um, Because she can't walk on the left leg. And yes, well, the right leg is more sturdier, and I can understand that because she has more support in there now. I do tell you that the rehab for hip surgery is rough. Yes. I know that because I've seen it firsthand. You know, and um, it is rough. It is a lot of therapy. It is you have to push yourself. And, you know, it's funny because I've seen two, I know two individuals, right, that have had their hip surgeries. One of them went 100% all in, did the recovery, and now walks fine. The other one didn't do their 100% recovery. They didn't do it well enough. Now they walk with a limp, they walk with a cane, 
because they, they didn't do the, they're part of it their pc right so i'm not saying your mom's not doing her part but at the same time is when, when excuse me when the individual is doing their part then they're gonna accept they're gonna get it done but she was constantly yeah. trying to get up and get out of the chair she wanted to walk but they had her sitting at the nurse's station If somebody doesn't want to walk, they're just going to stay laying in bed. She would try to get out of the bed, try to go to the bathroom by herself. If they were giving her the therapy that she needed, because that I only personally saw her once because I was making a complaint about it, that they helped her up to walk a little bit. Right. So how are you going to sit there and tell me that she was walking three times a day and then you're asking me to go sit with her every day in her room? You she want me to... She was walking three times a day after the surgery, you say? No, they claim she was walking three times a day. After the surgery? Yes. But she couldn't even walk from the from the car to the front door without without bombing out. So if for two weeks you've been walking... Three times a day, let's just say three hours a day, well, and doing I the therapy. Would, I'm going to tell you what I would do. I would ask them to show me the video. They have to have cameras. The yeah. camera's good for 30 days. Can you please show me the video when mom was out walking? I would call the insurance company. Tell them, hey, look, this is what's going on. What do you think? Don't pay them. That's a good Show idea. Show me the video. You know, I mean, that's the only thing that I could figure, you know, or, you know, that could be done just for the simple fact that to me, it doesn't look like it's like she was walking because she had her surgery. If I'm not mistaken, we're in July right now. She had her surgery. What was it? The second week of June, maybe? No. 522. Wow, May. Yep, May 22nd. May. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's something seriously wrong there. Yep. I mean, I'm not a medical expert, but I do think that there's something. And there's she was there. obviously walking at the assistant living because that's how she fell. She said she got dizzy and fell. She was walking to the dining room. They, did you ever see the x-rays of the hip? I have a copy of them because I ordered all of her medical records, but it's like a thousand something pages just for her stay at the hospital. But I would, I would, I would try to see the x-rays of the hip, you know, and I would get mm -hmm. a second opinion. Well, that's why I took her to the orthopedic doctor this, this morning. Was really broken, you know? Yep. Because at this point, she already had her surgery, so there's nothing to do about that. Part. Right. But that, but she can put full, she can stand on that leg 100% on that right leg. Now, when I went to the orthopedic doctor, which is I try to stay within the same circle mm -hmm. so that they can all communicate with each other, because my primary doctor is through um, Northside system. And um, 
when that's how I found out that the emergency room on the fourth took an x-ray of the right side right. and not the left side. So I'm like, you know, yeah, um, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, you know? Yeah, for sure. So for imagine sure, if sure. she didn't have anybody that would follow up with her or speak up for her. You know what I mean? Of course. They could have had her on whatever they wanted. They could have operated everything and her head and her back, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that, you you know, you weren't there. Yeah. You know, but that's just life and how shit happens. You know, but I think um, I would request it just, just for the hell of it, you know, just to see what it really is because... You know, at at the end of it, it might work out in your favor. Yeah, I should investigate you know, on it. I would. I would. I would. You know, but hey, it is what it is. That's that's, that's my rant. That's your rant. So <laughs> after you just gave your wonderful rant, do you have any final thoughts for the week, for the day? I just think that we need to take care of our older people i gotta um, you know what hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I i you know things come to my mind just as we do the show and uh today today i feel like one of those days that i feel like just shooting from the hip because i'm gonna shoot from the hip so you just said take care of our older Right, got to yep. take care of, and what we mean by older people, we're probably meaning parents, some of that, correct? Grandparents, great grandparents, if you're lucky right. to have them. All right, so who, who, who should be responsible for taking care of the older people? The children. How that work? The children. But what children? The brothers or sisters? Um. Family members? But what specific family members? Because so I'm going to tell children you. Children and siblings. I'm tell you what I see. Right? We, I want to say we, I mean me, my brother, and sister, right? We should be taking care of our parents mm-hmm. and nobody else. We take care of our parents. You have my three parents. Could, right. And we're going to be taking care of them. But, like, my mom took care of my... Oh, let's see. Hold on. No one should be responsible. No one has an obligation. Then who's going to look out for them? Are you going to wow. let somebody abuse them? So I guess I guess in Elizabeth's mind, what we're gonna do is when her dad gets old, we're gonna go ahead and, and put him in, in a retire in, in, in an old folks home, same thing with her mom. And whatever one they can afford. Old folks home and, and, and not worry about it then. Whatever one they can afford. You know, I mean that's kind of what I see there. Yeah, no. You know, I don't agree with it way, because the, government patients are nasty. You know. So I guess in that case, um it's an easy fix for me then. I I don't have to take care of her parents. 
you know, our culture sets the precedent that, that younger generations take care of the older ones. Yes, yeah, because do. if not, nobody else will take care of them. I never said that was my opinion. Well, you just put it in writing. No one should be responsible. No one has an obligation. I'm sorry, but, you know, we do have an, an obligation. We have an obligation to our parents. Our parents gave us that birthright. You know, they they put us out here, whether they wanted us or whether they didn't want us. Okay? And you know what? And I guarantee you, majority of them tried their best to give us the best life possible. Exactly. So why are we going to go ahead and not take care of them in their elder ages where they can't function on their own anymore? You know, you have, you know, I think we, we have an obligation to our parents. Like, I, you know, we have an obligation to our kids. We have an yes. obligation. And what's the, re what's the return is where our kids have an obligation to us? Okay, now it's unfortunately, they got to, you know, the roles change. And, you know, obviously we're, we're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about a child that's 20 years old. Okay, because that's rough. I mean, it could happen, right? Yeah. But normally it doesn't happen that way. You know, but you have that obligation to when, when you're, when you're, when your parent is already at that age where they cannot fend for themselves. Okay. Well, they cannot fend for themselves. You have to take care of them. I see. I knew I, I poked the bear. <laughs> You know that that's not my opinion. At fifteen, I take care of my grandpa, and I couldn't imagine putting my parents in any facility. It's a oh, hard decision. It's a hard decision. It is a hard decision. Let me tell you, when you are not an only child, but you're the only child that takes care of both of your parents, and watch one of your parents die, and now practically watching the other one die, that's a hard pill to swallow. It gives you a lot of resentment and a lot of anger that the other one will come like like they're they're the favorite child they've done everything just because they're the opposite sex they are not they didn't do damn shit well for my dad or for my mom because calling this, is not the way to do it i i will tell you this and i think this is where things are as backwards okay and it's been a lot in our culture, our culture, our culture. Okay. There we go. I, I can't get the word out right now. I'm stuttering in the middle of it. And I can't get it out. So our culture, like I said, even our culture, I can't even say it. Forget it. You said okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Is that the female takes care of the family. Now, listen, listen, I heard this, okay, from somebody that we know, okay? I heard it from somebody that we know. I'm not going to mention it in the air, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you later on mm -hmm. that the female should take care of the parent. I don't agree with it. I think it's, I think it's a, it's a multitask. 
it is because okay. it is taxing on but one but person. I right I would tell you this and it, it all really depends on where you're at in, in your life at that specific moment and I mean obviously my mother took care of my grandmother my mom was a lonely child okay my stepdad took care of his parents he was an only child my dad didn't take care of his parents from my understanding i know my grandfather he was he wasn't around he he wasn't there when he died obviously my grandfather lived upstate mm -hmm. he here. Mm -hmm. so with that being said you know I, it all depends on that lifestyle on what's going on like if something were to happen right now where my mother can't function or needs that 24-hour care and we don't want to put her in a home guess who you're going to automatically give it to your sister absolutely and i'll tell you why no 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 no, no. it doesn't mean that i'm not going to help it doesn't mean that i'm not going to help but the primary will have to be my sister you want to know why because my sister has a lot more flexibility okay a lot more flexibility than what I have at the current moment because you know what I do have a job I agree with you Liz that's bullshit I have a job hold on too. hold on hold on hold on I never said I never said that I'm not gonna help never said that I'm not gonna go and say hey yeah I'm gonna go but the core the core part might have to rely on her because she has the most flexibility of any of us okay and when i say us i mean i just mean my sister and i i don't even include my brother okay but just my sister and i why do i do that because she has all the flexibility in the world okay right now to, to be able to do that i don't have that flexibility okay but it doesn't mean that i'm not going to help out it doesn't mean that hey you know what i'll take on the weekends that would be so something nice i have 24 okay? 7. so again right i i, I know that I mean, that's, and even I, in I texas even in texas i, I had 24 7 both the parents but the problem is is that the problem is it's the distance that's in between in texas you know wait wait when you can come from fort worth to pleasanton to see your nephews from your wife's side but you can't come for your mother's birthday your father's birthday for mother's day or father's day that's bullshit. you're coming to the same town but you can't stop by and see your parents you can't take your parents for one weekend because oh you can't lose your job Okay, so yes. I definitely agree that all the children should care for their parents in whatever way they make. But it's not just by default that your sister doesn't work, so she doesn't bear the brunt of it. She's going to have to bear the brunt of it because at the end of the day, I mean, who else is going to do it? You know, she does work. She has her side hustle. Don't get me wrong. She does real good at it. Okay, but she's at home. She works from home. So it's I much could... easier for her. It's much easier for her. I'm not saying that. But hey, you're going to you know take what? her. If I have to take her, I'll take her. I don't have a problem. I won't, I won't have that problem. But what I'm saying is the brunt, unfortunately, has to come from my sister. Like, look, 
have I have I have I have uh, some friends of mine, right? That they put their dad in in a home. Okay. The they last the old man lasted in that home a little bit under a year, I want to say. Okay. Now it was oh my god, my dad worked. We oh my god, I miss him so much. Oh, blah, 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 blah. You know what? Look. Why didn't you come while he was alive? Why? No, it was. It, look, we're talking about a person that was already retired. Okay, one of the kids. The other two were. One of them lived with them. Okay. I I put it so bluntly to them that was very simple, and I told I told this one person. And we're going to just say B. I told B, hey, B, you don't work. You should go ahead and be with your dad during the day. Or live with him. Okay, live in the same house. Hey, or you, sh you, should, be, you should be at the house at night, at least in, in the same facility. Because he lived, on, he lived in the house, but he had his own little studio on the side. Mm -hmm. so he wouldn't see it. I'm like, M, you should be on the weekends. There are three of them. Mm -hmm. You should be on the weekends where you have B that's there all day, Monday to Friday. R is there at night, Monday to Friday. You get the weekends. Every so often, you guys want to switch, you switch. Don't come at me now or don't come now saying, oh, my God, what, what could we have done? No, you know what? You fucked up. Yep. Okay, the care he was getting at that rehab center wasn't the best. Mind you, this guy was a pain in the ass, and I'm sure he was a pain in the ass until the day he died. Okay, but he would have been better at home. Yep. You know, I've spoken about that, you know, with his grandkids. And we're like, yeah, yep, but this person didn't want to do that. That person, nobody wanted to commit to it. You know, and I find that very fucked up. You know, again, I completely could understand when you put them in, a, in an ALF. Because my grandmother got put in an ALF. Exactly, because sometimes they need extra help. Okay. And she was put in the ALF when <clears> my mom just couldn't take it no more. She couldn't do it anymore. And I, and, and I get it, because at the end of the day, you know what? We still got to work. Exactly. My mom still had to work, you know. So it's one of those. I mean, my grandmother died, what, 20 years ago? All right. Yeah, about 20. It's going to be 20 years this year. So my grandmother died 20 years ago. My mom was 60. So obviously my mom still had to work. I think she was 60. She just turned 70, right? Yeah, so she was 50. Yeah, she was 50. She was 50 years old. So go figure. You know, you she had to that's it, get get back to work and get it. so she put him she put her in a in, in a layer and we were there all the time. Oh well, my mom was there all the time. But you guys would go visit her. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, we went to visit her. As know? the grandchildren. Exactly. My kids have pretty much lived with their grandma their whole life. Which is fine. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it because, but 
we've had to sacrifice vacations and weekends and we there was not a lot of family time that was I able to be that. done you see in 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 our in in our defense or in or in our luck elizabeth says it the alf was owned by a family friend of us so you know i'm sure they build the insurance company or whatever but mm -hmm. the extra care for my grandmother was there because of the relationship that my exactly. mom has with the owners so it's like oh no wait a minute this is Fulanita's friend's mom oh no we got to behave with her so i mean we got caught not my mom went in and out whenever she wanted you know mm -hmm. so but in that case it's just one of those uh does anything else pop off um and so let's go let's come back to our final thoughts <laughs> <laughs> let's try this again Have we, tried, night. <laughs> we tried it about 10 minutes ago it didn't happen right yeah you know but you know, I, you have anything lingering that you want to say? Just be considerate. When you're in my situation, be considerate of your sister's marriage, your sister's life, if she's the one that's going to take full responsibility of that person. Because sometimes just giving a call every once a month or now that you're forced to pay for half of the bill, like nobody should be forced. It should be, hey, how much is it? Well, let's see, what do we need to do? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just be conscious of your parents. You know what? I'm just going to leave you. I'm, we're going to leave you with that. You know what? Be conscious. <laughs> be conscious. Know? So Elizabeth's final thoughts is be considerate. Being considerate should be how everyone approaches every situation. It will make things go so much smoother all around. I I agree. Can't say anything wrong. She's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, what could I say? It's Elizabeth. She's always right. Yeah. You keep know, on saying that. I have to. I have to. Happy wife. Happy life. Oh man, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. But listen, um, again, you like what you hear, share the show. Click that like button, click that share button, click that subscribe button. Okay, just let us grow, let us go more. We are on TikTok, we're Apple parts of the show on there. Oh, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> I know. You know, where I put parts you know, clips of the show and stuff. Sometimes I might, sometimes I put the whole show on TikTok, but I got to oh, break nice. it down into segments, you know, so people know what we're talking about and stuff. But look, Anna, thank you for coming on. I know you have your craziness going on. <laughs> but this it. is such a stress reliever. It is, it is, it is, it is. Trust me. You know, you'll see as we go on. But anyways, I, we will catch you guys next week have a good week from speaking it real we might not always agree what we're speaking or we might agree what we're speaking but at the end of the day guess what we're doing we're speaking it real that's Later. right speaking the real bogus 
Vamos a mandarle ahí a Speaking of Freedom Podcast. Oye, ¿te enteraste del nuevo podcast? ¿Cuál es? De Speaking Real. Speaking is real, no mal. Oye, mi inglés está malo, pero Speaking is real es lo mejor, mi hermano. Tengo descargando de antemano para que sepa si quieres un poco bueno, mire Speaking, que se respeta. Para que lo sepas, es tan duro y le meten Speaking real, pana, no hay billete, pero sí hay talento para demostrar. Y cuando estemos arriba, todos vamos a ayudar. Thank you for watching. Speaking with you is brought to you by Clovercrest Media. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. See you next week.